Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Birth Lounge Podcast. Today, we have a very special episode for you where you're actually not going to be hearing just from me. I've started a new podcast called the Pulse Check Podcast, which uncovers the abuse and coercion of medical providers within the system. For so long, I have heard stories of nurses and providers who feel abused by the medical system, yet they didn't have anywhere to share their stories, so their voices remain unheard. I've teamed up with a good friend of mine, Mandy Irby, also known as The Birth Nurse, to share these stories of nurses and providers within the medical system who have witnessed grave trauma, experienced grave trauma, and are trying to share their stories to prevent this for others. Coronavirus pandemic has only highlighted the broken pieces of the American healthcare system. And this podcast is going to dive deep into those broken pieces. Please enjoy our very first episode of the Pulse Check podcast. And if you're interested in learning more or hearing more, you can find it anywhere that you tune into podcasts. Inside the halls of American hospitals, millions of people find comfort healing and support. But for many doctors and nurses, this couldn't be further from the truth. This podcast will dive into the shadows of American healthcare to investigate and uncover the abuse, control, and political power plays that leave the very people responsible for our nation's health broken and battered. We're sharing stories of professionals in medicine that have experienced horrendous treatment at the hands of a broken system that does nothing to stop the trauma. As the Association of American Medical Colleges states, long before the Me Too movement, women in medicine have instinctively banded together to counter a culture that too often tolerated harassment. From systemic trauma to abuse of power to the unspoken rules of cover-ups and corruption, Mandy Irby and Phoebe will take you to the darkest corners of healthcare in America so you can have an inside look at bringing humanity back to medicine. Sensitive content warning. This podcast will share details of triggering subjects such as sexual assault and workplace violence. So if you aren't in the space to listen, respect your mental health and tune in again at another time. Welcome to the very first episode of the Pulse Check Podcast. I'm Hehe, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Mandy Irby. Hey there. Oh, this is so exciting. And we are going to be telling you who we are, why we're so passionate about this podcast, and what you can expect from this podcast. Mandy is a nurse, and I am in birth work. So we both have very unique perspectives on the American healthcare situation currently. So Mandy, can you tell us a little bit about your experience and why you care about hosting the Pulse Check podcast? Hey, thanks. Yeah, I'm a labor and delivery nurse, or sometimes I like to say I'm a recovering labor and delivery nurse. And I'm super passionate about stories. I became interested when I became a patient myself and I got to see both sides of the bedside. When I started to discover trauma-informed care at the bedside is when I really started to understand that 
every healthcare professional has a story and the treatment within the system, within the healthcare system is a big reason why we're not providing trauma-informed care to everyone right now. I'm passionate about this podcast and this project because abuse, mistreatment, and trauma is so, so prevalent among healthcare workers right now. It's staggering when healthcare facilities and us as a society don't value and take care of our healthcare workers, the negative consequences affect all of us inside the system and as community members receiving care. According to recent studies, negative outcomes after direct exposure to traumatic events have been linked to psychological disorders, including PTSD, which are represented by symptoms like re-experiencing, avoidance, and hyperarousal. So you have some <laughs> um, traumatized professionals uh, who are oftentimes upset or re-experiencing um, taking care of people. The prevalence of PTSD among physicians of both genders is about 14%, ranging between 4 and 28%, which is higher than the general public, just a little bit lower than war veterans. PTSD is higher than the general public, but still a little lower than people who experience active duty war and torture. Torture! I, I mean, I blocked it right out. During this period of crisis, oh, so during covid this the papers that have come out during covid and in the last year state that I believe all medical professionals especially those on the front lines treating affected covid patients suffer from vicarious trauma so they are saying that every single healthcare worker has vicarious trauma and this traumatic stress results from indirect exposure potentially direct, direct exposure and have been associated with many negative consequences, including higher distress, increased negative conditions, cognition, sorry, higher job burnout, lower job satisfaction. So I think it's our job as a society and the community to support our healthcare workers. That begins with hearing their stories and listening to them to better understand what's really going on inside of the healthcare system. I also think there's a lot of power and potential for change in the healthcare community when we communicate outside of our facility. A lot of change can happen and is happening when healthcare professionals share what's going on, the similarities and differences from where they work, and learn best practices and get rid of old toxic practices, and also have the confidence to find a position in a place that's respectful and challenges us in healthy ways instead of abuse and mistreatment that many, many, many healthcare professionals endure. I believe we endure this for a variety of reasons. These toxic work environments. Um, are in containers where it's not encouraged to talk to other healthcare professionals outside of our facility. There are all kinds of rules about speaking out about patient situations. And that's also led like bled into us being quiet about sharing specifics about what's going on inside of our facilities and inside of our systems that we're at. There are also a lot of hurdles that make it difficult to leave mistreatment and unhealthy work environments such as and switch facilities such as long orientation process, long hiring process, delay in continuous or active employment during this transition, hierarchy where new employees start on night shift or weekends, they're bottom of the totem pole. And these systems have been created in this way for that reason. It feels like punishment for being new. You get dumped on. It's a part of a hazing transition period. It can make it difficult for people to move between facilities and find facilities that really value their staff and treat them with professionalism, kindness, and respect. I've also really loved... <laughs> it sounds silly, uh, Facebook groups for this reason, 
Because truly these groups, these online social media groups have connected so many nurses specifically. I'm, I'm a nurse, but also other healthcare professionals in ways that we've never been connected before. And I think, I think that has huge, huge potential. I'm so excited to hear more stories in, in a bigger, in a bigger way. I'm so excited for this podcast too. Yeah, I think you bring up such a great point that a big part of why we're doing this is to bring awareness to it so that we can make change um, so that you can have the confidence to find your voice. And now we're just kind of diving into kind of exactly what this podcast is about. But there are so many disconnects in our healthcare system. And one of those, you know, places is that lack of support for our healthcare worker themselves. We even mention it in the intro. So I'm Hehe, and I mentioned before, but I'm in birth work. So I attend people's labor. I provide prenatal support, childbirth education, and postpartum support, both um, childcare, lactation support, support for parents, uh, parent education. And when I first got into birth work, I had no idea of the injustices in the healthcare system. I truly thought that my job would be to just provide people with comforting measures during labor. But the further I got into it, I actually realized that the trauma is so deep um, and it is like a spider web. So it impacts providers and it impacts witnesses. So people who are not necessarily the patient or the provider. So maybe it's family witnesses, maybe it's birth attendants, um, and then also the providers. There's actually no one involved in our American healthcare that isn't traumatized. Um, and for me, that was super eye opening. And then Mandy, you talking about stories just kind of reminds me of my inspiration of this. So I kept hearing stories of trauma from either providers or patients, and I witnessed them all the time in the birth room. Um, and so that was my big inspiration for, for starting this podcast is understanding that the trauma is so deep that we have to start talking about it or it's never going to get better. And that's why I, I really wanted to start this podcast. So I think we have kind of narrowed it down to five overarching themes that continuously pop up that you're going to continue to hear in the episodes of this podcast. And that is the trauma that is involved in our healthcare system, just how broken our healthcare system is, the long-lasting impacts from patients and providers, the fact that this is cyclical, and we'll dive much deeper into that in other episodes, and then also silencing, which <laughs> so ironic, but is something nobody knows about, that it happens, and it is so rampant. So, Mandy, let's start off with trauma. What comes to mind when I say trauma for you as a nurse? Well, as a labor and delivery nurse and nurse and parent educator, of course, I think of birth trauma first. And then I think of, well, when I talk about birth trauma with parents, it means a traumatizing birth. Whereas like maybe the baby or the birther were near, had a near death experience or was really scary, or they were mistreated. That's a traumatic birth that may or may not lead to PTSD, lots of recovery, lots of processing. When I say birth trauma inside of healthcare, it's something totally different. 
it's birth trauma where the baby was hurt, a traumatic birth where the birthing person or the baby was physically injured. So that alone highlights the the separation between community and healthcare workers. It highlights the separation between healthcare workers as individuals. That's what's so exciting is we're bringing together all kinds of healthcare workers to share their stories. And the community is totally invited to come along and listen to these stories and learn about really what's going on inside, what's what's not spoken about, what's not shared openly outside of healthcare systems. I think there's a few reasons for that, but I think that's a, a big goal of ours is to kind of open those lines of communication. And there's so much division between doctors and nurses, for example, right? And sometimes it's anesthesia assist or anesthesia associates and nurse anesthetists. There's just, there's just so much division, division inside. If we can all get on the same page, I think, I think that can open our eyes to, oh my gosh, how similar we are. Our struggles are similar. We're being treated similarly and it all sucks. Well, because the healthcare system in America, at least, was built on, you know, these incredibly biased, um, misogynistic structures, racist even. Yes. It's almost impossible to not have abuse because that's how the system was designed to actually operate in, you know, in favor of abuse to keep people silenced, to keep people coming back, to keep people doing their job, um, you know, to keep the control. And we do see that hierarchical abuse. And I think that's something that so many people don't realize. I know I certainly did not realize it. I certainly did not realize that that was a thing. I had no idea the mental, emotional, sexual, physical abuse that happens within the walls of healthcare systems between providers and staff. It It's really disturbing. Um, but for me, that's what comes to mind when I say, when I say trauma within our, our hospital systems, of course, I think about birth trauma. Um, but yeah, the trauma within the hospital walls, I think for me really shook me the most. Um, yeah. Birth trauma that. is just a small piece of it, but PTSD, even trauma without PTSD. And there are some um, papers and studies that are suggesting that every single healthcare worker suffers from secondary trauma and vicarious trauma. And that makes sense to me. Current in 2021, especially after the year that we just had, right? We can say every single healthcare worker has secondary trauma and vicarious trauma. And that's staggering. And it's something that the, the consumer, healthcare consumer should know. And it's something that should not be a source of shame within healthcare communities. Well, right. If we if we really cared about the people who were serving us and caring for us, you have to think about it kind of like a family. Like if we know that parents need to be in good mental health to take care of their children, then it's the same pyramid when it comes to our healthcare workers. Like they're obviously the experts and you know, they're in charge of caring for all these people. That responsibility is huge. 
we must take care of them. And it starts with mental health. So that's going to be something that we really, really talk about a lot, both from the provider and the consumer standpoint. Um, and, you know, how to start to advocate for change in that. All right, Mandy. So, you know, I do a lot of talking about this on my social media because, um, because I can, and I think that we should. And I think if we don't start talking about this, we're still going to have the same results that we have always had because we haven't been talking about that. And that's the broken systems. And it's broken from the inside out, right? It's broken from the provider perspective. It's broken from the payer perspective. It's broken from the insurance perspective. It's broken from the cost perspective. It's broken from the patient perspective. There's literally legal. No, oh I mean, gosh, there's nothing. Legal. There's nothing. There's, that's not broken. <laughs> There's nothing that's not broken. And you just said it. You just said the healthcare workers, the medical professionals, they're the experts at medicine, right? They're the, can we just do medicine? But if we know that everyone working inside of the healthcare system has trauma and we're not addressing the trauma first and foremost, that means that the people that are experts in hurt people are not actually helping themselves and are not allowed there's no system in place for mental health for us to keep going. So we are disposable. And that is the heart of <laughs> clocking in every day inside of a system that is, like you say, racist. I mean, clocking in and going into a system that is racist, clocking in and going into a system that is not prioritizing my mental health clocking in and yes it's the only way that i can help and take care of sick people but also it's people that can't pay and it's people that you know we don't speak the same language and they're going to have barriers that they shouldn't have in a place where we take care of and elevate healthcare it is it's all kinds of broken or clocking in to have the person who is grading you at the end of the semester also be the person who's sexually harassing you throughout that same semester. Yep. Right. Knowing yep. that you actually are clocking in to go be on a floor of other nurses that just bully you all day because you're trying to change the culture on that floor. Maybe they're not practicing evidence-based medicine, or maybe the culture is really that sour and you're a bubbly, nice person. Hmm. They don't like it. Right. The, the, the brokenness of the American healthcare system is, it is through and through. It's its literally part of the very fabric that our healthcare system is woven with. And for me, that is so sad. So I'm really excited to, to dive into, um, dive into that on this podcast. So um, when listeners say, oh, it's not that bad. Oh, it's like that everywhere. Oh, come on. That's dramatic. I know you're thinking it, right? There's some people that are thinking it's no big deal. That's just how it is. Like, get over it. Be strong. But I think that we're leveling the playing field. If we can all understand that this is a problem everywhere, this is a foundational issue, then it's not a blame game, right? We're not blaming bad nurses, bad doctors, bad respiratory therapists. We're not blaming anyone. We're we're just sharing the stories of how common it is and how it's still not okay, even though it's common. But also how we could do better. So there are some pretty obvious fixes that we could we could make and very simple. And 
Also, I think keeping the healthy respect that you can only do so much within a broken system. That's right. Right. At some point, the red tape is going to be around your own wrist and your hands are going to be so tied that you really don't have any other options, even though you know wholeheartedly you don't completely agree with what you're suggesting or what is happening or how it's being handled or what you're witnessing. Um, that's hard. That's really hard to carry around that residual trauma of I'm seeing injustices. I know they are wrong. I know there's got to be a better way. I literally and figuratively can't move. Mm. Yeah. That's really sticky. That's moral injury. I think a lot of people can relate to that. And you're touching on the next pillar, the long lasting impacts to patients and providers. Yep. How can you not take that home? How can you be just in this container where you clock out? That's what I was. That's what I thought. I thought I could clock out like, oh gosh, teachers have so much work after the classroom. They have, you know, all of this other work to do and corporate America is always working. I can clock out. And then you take all that crap home. How can it not affect you? And example, like, symptoms of PTSD, symptoms of trauma that is in you and it follows you and it affects, it affects how you react to things. It affects your anger. It affects your happiness. It affects how you feel in your life. You're not disposable. It is long lasting. However, how many tears have you shed over the things that you've seen in a birth room? I have laid in bed and cried and cried and cried for literally days over things that I've seen and goodness, I'm going to cry right now. The, that residual trauma is for real. Mm -hmm. Um, it's really heavy to carry that around when you witness abuse all the time. Um, and then if you yourself are being abused by that same system, it is, it's, it's often just too much, Yeah, you know, and And it's it's not exclusive to the people who work there, right? It it gets, going from provider to patient, because when traumatized providers are providing care, that care is not whole. Mm -hmm. It can't be whole because that provider is not whole. Yeah. It can't be not affected. It can't be. So that moral injury, that cyclical that you mentioned, it's a cycle. And, and you also mentioned the toxic community, like the top, like the unit of nurses or the, the team, (laughs) maybe the bullying, maybe the, I can't speak for managers and administration, but some of that does come from the trauma and it comes from that protective space of um, maybe not feeling like you have an effect on something and you can't control it. And so let's control something else. Or maybe it's defensive because that's the brutal terrain of medicine is that things are always cutthroat and competitive and it's not cool. You're not a cool kid if you try and change the culture, um, you know, or you can't really call out your superiors because that's just not how things are done. Mm -hmm. Um, That's 
Stuff that it down so and ignore hard. it. <laughs> Silence hard. it, right? Silence so it. now we're on our last, our, our last kind of theme is that silencing game. So I can speak to the patient perspective. Um, you know, when something goes wrong, it's super hard to have any sort of justice for yourself or your family members. Um, and the trauma doesn't just happen I'm speaking specifically of birth now, like in the birth room, it can happen in pregnancy. It can happen postpartum. It can happen literally in an instance, but the same silencing happens within the hospital system. You're not really supposed to talk to other healthcare providers about your experiences, right? Right. You're not supposed to talk about patient experiences. That's for sure. Right. Mm -hmm. HIPAA, there's just, you'll lose your job. You'll lose your license. There's so much fear around that. And so many strict guidelines that I think it's bled into our work environments. It's bled into our policies. It's bled into our, um, how our managers treat us, how they handle using personal cell phone numbers, how they handle call, how they handle overtime, how they handle pay. It's all hush hush. Man, that is scary and shocking. And also it just kind of circles us back to the mental health piece. We know that talking is a form of therapy. We know that being in a community is better when you have this trauma, when you carry around those heavy emotions. How can the very system that's supposed to keep us well be ignoring one of the most important pieces of the human experience that literally sets us apart from animals. It's our mental health, right? right. It's our cognition. It's our evolutionary brain. It's the reason we don't have our animals in, you know, mental health services. There are other therapies, physical therapy and stuff for animals, but they don't have mental health therapy for animals because it's what sets us apart. And the very system that's supposed to keep us well doesn't even provide that for so many. Do you know how many nurses and doctor friends I've talked to in my life that are like, oh yeah, no mental health services are not covered in my insurance. And I'm like, what? It should just be part of your job that they just give you mental health counseling but it's not and it's very taboo if you do seek that kind of support well you're seeking support within the system that you're talking out against by you know with employees of the system that you're talking out against it's not it's very sticky it's not gray you, that's your medical record that's now within the system that you're working in like what they may offer it but you may not feel like you can be open and honest and I think there's a lot of fear around litigation and patients suing the hospital. Simply put, we can't talk about stories because of legal reasons, or we don't want to bring that up because we might imply that someone was at fault or made a mistake or things could have been different or should have been different. When they talk about, oh, what's the word? like decompressing after an event or after a hard situation where we really just need to talk and we need to process and we need to share our feelings and we need to connect about this really hard thing that happened. It's all around legal and being like, okay, do we have our story straight? Are we going to be quiet about this? It's not healthy and it is part of silencing and it doesn't have to be that way. And what's so exciting about this podcast and so exciting about stories shared across the country is that we can 
start to understand that some of these are myths and some of these are just fed to us that aren't true and we don't have to believe it. And we can share these stories with each other to start healing and start changing our small corner of the world, our specific, unique one, you know, one shift at a time, one week at a time, one unit at a time. And we can grow within the system. We can have more great days and positively affect our communities inside the system and despite all of this crap. I love it. I'm so excited for this podcast. I really am. This podcast is going to just show us how we can take your story, share it, bring awareness to other people. And yeah, exactly what you said, change your little corner of the world. We want to help you find the confidence to share your story so that other people know they're not alone and so that you know you're not alone. So if you are still with us, buckle up for the Pulse Check podcast because Mandy and I are so excited to take you on this journey. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. We wanted to leave you with a quick stat and something to think about until we see you next time. According to a 2018 report from the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine, the prevalence of sexual harassment in academic medicine is almost double that of other science and engineering specialties. This presents a serious danger that ripples into patient safety, clinical outcomes, and burnout, which leads to costly loss of talent. How much safer could medicine be if nurses and physicians weren't also battling sexual harassment day in and day out? If you or anyone you know has a story to share, please contact us on Instagram at pulsecheck.podcast. We'd love to share your story.